Welcome back to the D-League Perspective, boys. What's going on today? Hey, not much. Uh, it's good to see everybody. At least it's on a computer screen, so uh, not much has changed. You guys aren't uh, very good looking, so let's get this going. <laughs> Can't get a haircut, man. Leave me alone. Not all of us can be bald like you. Don't insult Mitchell's look, so cry. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be a fun one, boys. We've got uh, Coach Crilly in the house, Coach Bittner, and then Coach Cravens joining us. It's going to be a fun one. We thought we'd get a podcast out here, and uh, obviously with uh, all the downtime, we've had plenty of time to think about what we're going to talk about today, right, Coach? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff uh, we can uh, visit on. You know, obviously the world has changed in the last two months uh, with uh, coronavirus and no school, and it's it's pretty much changed everybody's plans uh, for, you know, the end of school year and 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 summer plans as of right now because everything's kind of up in the air so right right so we'll hit on that here in a little bit on on kind of our thoughts on our, our season and tryouts and stuff like that and then we're gonna have a little fun today boys our uh it's kind of a, a cool thing uh, our program's been around for uh basically five years probably almost to the date we did our tryouts that very first year pretty late if I remember right, Coach, probably five years ago, almost almost to the T, did we set our teams um, yeah. for the first time. And so we're going to do uh, kind of a fun thing. Uh, we're going to do five lists of five, and uh, we're going to do kind of a draft style. We've all, all get a number one pick, and we all get two picks on some of them. So um, it'll be fun. We'll uh, give a little insight of some of our players, some of the players we've played against, the pl- uh, programs we play against, maybe some of the games that we've played, some memorable games. Um, and then Crilly's favorite one, the top five coaches in our coaching staff. So it, it should be fun. I'm excited to see where the, the picks may may lie. So we'll, we'll kind of get to that here in a, a little bit. But first, uh, Coach, why don't you give a, a little update on kind of where we're at with uh, tryouts for 2020? You know, we've obviously the, the government changes daily on some of the mandates and stuff like that. And so um, as of today – give the world a little bit of what we're thinking as far as tryouts go. Okay. Thanks, Mitch. Well, as far as right now, uh, we're just kind of like, like you said, we're kind of in uh, the mercy of uh, what the state is going to do. Uh, Personally, I see it as our program. As soon as uh, things get released to uh, and set, if there's going to be any summer basketball period, you know, as far as for tournaments, uh, if they're going to be, you know, going in July, if, you know, if it gets released here, we'll have tryouts as, as, as soon as we can. You know, whether that entails we can only have 25 people in a gym, we have to do each grade level by itself for a tryout, uh, you know, we're up for, for doing something like that. You know, as far as where the camps and clinics we had scheduled, uh, you know, as of right now, you know, I'm praying personally that, you know, they open gyms back up in June uh, for the schools. And, you know, what does that mean for high schools? Do, does the NSAA, uh, you know, you know, cause June was always basketball month. Do they open that up for July now for high schools? You know, so there's, there's so many things up in the air right now that uh, we really can't say anything more besides, you know, our vision and, and our hopes on, on what's going to happen. That, that's kind of my thoughts on that. And I don't know what you guys think on that. But, you know, you know, two of you guys are high school coaches. So uh, I don't know if, 
if you guys got a different insight on that, but that's kind of my insight on it is, is we're going to get going as soon as, you know, they allow us to. Great point. Coach uh, Krill, what's, uh, what's kind of your feel as being a head coach on, um, on the summer right now? How do you feel things are going to pan out? I've been trying to keep it as normal as possible, I guess. Like I've already signed up for some camps and I'm expecting summer to be available. Um, like all every camp that I've signed up for said, depending on all this, what's going to happen in there, it will be a hundred percent refund. So, and I don't, I didn't send my money or nothing, but I just made sure I got my name down and marked it down. And that's all I've been really told I can do at this point. Um, can't really have anything else. I was just thinking about this today. Like <clears throat> I know I need to have a meeting for football and girls basketball. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting to figure out how, uh, that's going to happen. Uh, but other than that, they said summer. I mean, like anything else is kind of up in the air right now. Don't have a 100% correct answer. And nobody knows what they're going to really do right now. But they just said plan on like summer is going to be available. And that's what I've been doing. So Nice. How about you, Craven? Yeah. What's it, feel like? What's it feel like a little bit closer to the big cities, Omaha and Lincoln? Uh, we, we just kind of took the approach that we're not going to get any high school things until July. Um, thinking that most of the things we signed up for would go for a later date and reschedule it in July. So we developed a Google Classroom, and we've been doing workouts and skill sessions through there, um, kind of holding the players accountable to do it because we're not exactly there to track it and see the quality or quantity of it. But some guys are filling it out, so we're, we're seeing some progress in that aspect. But like I said, I, I don't know. Until school's open, it's going to be tough for anything to get done. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And the phases that President Donald Trump put out was in the phase two, it was kind of limited to 50 people. So my thought, and I talked to coach about this, was um, if we get into that phase two in the state of Nebraska, um, we might be able to start having some tryouts and things like that. And that's, you know, that's that's assuming that uh, the Y's open that, or a high school's open that we can find or, or whatever. And so, um, in, in my opinion, it's just, hey, it's week by week right now, almost day by day, play by ear, and, and as soon as we can open the gates, the gates will be open, baby. So uh, anything else you want to add there, Coach? No, I think we're good. Uh, just everybody kind of uh, stay tuned to, uh, you know, social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter. Um, Mitchell's really good about getting that stuff out, as well as Tyler is. On, on the Fremont side of it. Uh, we'll be uh, getting that, you know, like I said, out as soon as uh, things come available. We'll try to be getting in the gym. Yes, sir. Our thought is have tryouts uh, one weekend and hopefully start practices the next. That's, uh, that's kind of our, our game plan right now. And if we have to stretch tryouts across the week, then, you know, we'll, we'll do that. But, um, but yeah, Coach, uh, you know, we've been brainstorming for the last – four weeks really um, on maybe some ideas that we can do as a program or that we can offer players in hopefully both areas, Fremont and Norfolk. Um, why don't you elaborate a little bit on kind of what we're thinking there. If let's say, for example, they just canceled uh, the all-star football game here in Norfolk that is I think June 13th. So if they start canceling tournaments, that's going to be our biggest thing, um, you know. And if that happens, then uh, uh, we're going to look for maybe some different avenues because, again, we go back to the basis of our program, which is let's develop players. 
Um, we've always said from the get-go that, hey, our, our goal is to develop players, but all, you know, we'll go to these tournaments and we will compete and we will try to win. But at the end of the season, if we develop players and help make players better, then we feel like we had a successful season. Um, so why don't you get a little bit about uh, uh, maybe some of our uh, plan B ideas, if you will. Well, if there is no tournaments, you know, there again, if we can get in the, in the gym, just get in the gym with limited numbers uh, in June and July, which, like I said, it's all up in the air. But we have like a plan B of, of doing uh, skill development sessions uh, three to four times a week. Uh, sign up, you know, you come all four days, come three days, come two days. Uh, that'll be up on the player. But we will be offering something of some sort in June and July uh, for skill development. Because like I said, that's what we, you know, like you said, Mitchell, that's what we, you know, base our foundation on is, is the skill development part of it. And we want to offer something for players. But with that being said, we got to be able to get in the gym and probably follow protocol on, on whatever is uh, going to be allowed. But there will be, there will be something if it's available, Healy coaches and, and skill development, if there's no tournaments in July. Absolutely. And, you know, that's kind of a come one, come all type thing. So, and we're going to try to make it as affordable as we can. Have as many coaches as we, as we can there and, and offer it to as many kids as we can. I'm kind of excited to see what happens because I think we do have other options that, as we've said, coach, some programs may not have. And the biggest thing is just finding the facility to do it at. And like you said, if we got to limit the numbers or go in, in sessions or whatever the case may be, we will. But we, we just want to provide that opportunity in, in uh, northeast Nebraska and then, of course, you know, the Fremont area too, which do you consider Fremont northeast Nebraska? Probably not. Okay. I'd like to consider that eastern Nebraska. I mean, you're only, what, 50 miles from the border? Probably not even that. Probably 35 from Iowa border. So I, I would say consider Eastern Nebraska. And there's your geogra uh, geography <laughs> lesson from Coach Bittner. <laughs> See? We're being productive. <laughs> We're being productive here, Coach. I'm yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people that didn't know that. Where would you consider West Point? Northeast Nebraska. Yeah. That's the line right there. West Point is? Yep. Are you a UPS driver or a world geography teacher? I could have been I could have been a teacher. I could have been a geography teacher. Yes, I could have. <laughs> I love the confidence. All right, so that's just a quick update of kind of where we're at. I think everybody's going to be itching to get in the basketball uh, gymnasium here, especially in about a month, Coach. So um, I think we're hoping just as much as every – Every kid out there is hoping that, that they can be dribbling some basketballs by uh, by June, anyways. Well, uh, but yeah, like Coach said, uh, stay stay updated on our uh, website, social media pages. Um, I'll try to maybe communicate via email to those that have registered as well um, when I can, and we'll just play it by ear. Hopefully, uh, old Petey Ricketts can open up the state and we can be good to go here in a couple weeks. Anything else you boys want to add add on uh, where we're at there? No, I'm good. Excited to get back. Excited to get back, Tim. Just excited, Tim. Thanks for your input, Coach. 
in honor of our fifth year anniversary, we're going to get into our five top fives in draft format. Coach, you have the very first pick. Are you nervous? No, not really. Ah, I think you are a little bit. He is. Okay, first first top five we're going to do. Throughout the summers, we play a lot of teams, right, Coach? Yep. And those teams can be anywhere from high school teams to, you know, programs similar to ourselves to programs maybe bigger than ourselves. Um, What we're going to do is break down the top five programs that we typically play. Now, I got a question for you, Coach. This can, and, and we kind of talked about a little, little bit earlier, but this can be thought about in maybe some different settings. What, when, when we say what's the best program we play against, what do you define as the best program? Well, you know, first of all, it's, it's probably competition level. Uh, second of all is uh, culture of the program. And so what, you know, what are they, what are they striving for? Is it a program just out there to play a bunch of games or is it a program that has a great culture of skill development, uh, coaching kids for the right reasons, you know, so on and so forth. So, you know, do I get to one pick? Is that all I get? Yep. Yep. I want you guys to elaborate on your pick. So this first one here, coach, you're going to get the first pick and the fifth pick actually. Okay. So, well, obviously my first pick is going to be, you know, OSA, Omaha Sports Academy. I think if you look at their program in, in whole, I think uh, Bob has done a great, uh, great job establishing that program. On the competition level, they have teams pretty much every level, you know, from their uh, uh, gauntlet teams to their national teams. Then they have regional teams. So uh, the competition level there is you can just, you know, it fits, it fits what we do because it, it, we get competitive games with, with pretty much all of the OSA teams. Uh, so that, that is my, that to me, that's the top program, honestly, probably because they've been around, you know, the longest, you know, and, and I can go on to my second one and third one if you want, but I better say, no, 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 no. Okay. So I'll you be get done one, with that. You get one uh, pick. That is my reason that I, I'm taking OSA because I, I think Bob's done a great job of, of, of bringing that program up, and it's it's probably the biggest program easily in the state of Nebraska. So I agree. I think we have to give credit where credit's due, and uh, OSA kind of started all of this, really. You know, back 10 years ago probably, 12 maybe, it was really just kind of uh, Crusaders and Bison look 10 years later and now there's how many different programs obviously of course outside of Nebraska there's there's several but in Nebraska even there's so many so good pick coach I like it thoughts well, to you guys well with that with that being said I will I will uh you know we me and you have talked about this before is is six years ago how many division one players were there in the state of Nebraska and now you look six years later there's five, six, probably division one players every year. And you have to credit that to my belief is to the OSA for uh, getting kids more involved at a younger level, fourth, fifth grade, uh, getting kids more uh, passionate about the game of basketball and playing it more. And so I just, you know, you know, like once again, we talked about that 
how many more Division One kids do we have every year uh, going forward based on six to ten years ago? And, and so I, I just that's why I'm going with OSA. I, I think they've done a good job of, of uh, making basketball competitive and making it more of a passion in the state of Nebraska. So I'll let somebody else go. Who's got second pick? Tyler, second pick goes to Tyler. Yeah, my, my second pick is kind of twofold. It's Lincoln Supreme. The, the reason that I would say that is one, for the business way that they handle things and the basketball and to the basketball way they handle things. Um, from a business side, I think they found their niche in going to Lincoln. Uh, there wasn't really much created in Lincoln. They kind of got there first. They built a facility now and they're kind of just developing more and more. And they also invested in us a little bit. So smart decision on their part. Um, basketball wise, I think they do a really good job, really similar to us of working on skills uh, practicing multiple teams together. So you're not just seeing the same guys. You're seeing guys that you don't see on an everyday basis. Um, you're seeing different skill levels, whether they're older than you, younger than you. Um, I think they do a really good job of getting the right people in their system uh, to coach. And overall, I just think they're the second best program. Okay, my thoughts on Lincoln Supreme, adding to what Tyler said, is it's a, it's a great program. And I look for in the next uh, five, six years, Lincoln will be producing, or Lincoln Supreme will be producing, you know, five, six, you know, uh, very great players year after year to, you know, to add to what OSA has done. That's, that's my thoughts on there. And I think Matt does a great job uh, down there. And there's big things to come for Lincoln Supreme. Yeah, I, shout out Matt. He's a, actually probably become a pretty good friend of ours. So, you know, through – kind of joining forces with them and stuff. And so uh, beautiful facility. I can't wait to get in there and play, whether it's in three months or a year and three months or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, from what he's done, I think he is – I'd have to ask him for sure. But I think he's two years ahead of where we are. Um, I want to say he's had seven seasons. Fact check me on that. But um, – and you can just see that the success, the, the growth that he's had – um, you know, how successful he's been. And he knows, in my opinion, probably the biggest strength that he has is finding the right coaches, you know. And that's that's kind of why we brought him into the picture with D-League, too, is to help us find more quality coaches and more high school coaches as we expand. I think that goes that goes a long ways. So anything else on uh, Supreme? Okay. That brings me to the third pick. I think it's an easy pick. Team Factory, super competitive. They're probably that other program in Omaha that, that gets super quality kids. I mean, we got absolutely spanked by them last summer, and you can just see that whew, those boys a little bit, little bit bigger level than what we're playing, and which is great for for our teams to see that. But I, I think that's an easy choice for me. Thoughts? Big. For what's available, good take. Coach Krill, you're up. Um, Might be getting into some weeds here. Number four. Yeah. Well, I would probably have to say the next program that I've just seen and coached against probably the most would probably be BBA Force in Sioux Falls. Um, I just <clears throat> like some of the other programs, Omaha League, Kingdom Hoops. I haven't seen them a lot yet. Um, I've seen some of their older teams, and don't get me wrong, they're very good programs, but. 
Uh, BBA Force, um, they always seem to be pretty well coached. Uh, their coaches are pretty relaxed, kind of let their players kind of play, kind of like how we do. Um, try not to uh, <clears throat> have so much structure and kind of let the players figure out. Um, they also have some very good, talented kids, especially like in high school with Gorman and Washington, very two very athletic high schools up in Sioux Falls. And there's some very good talent in there. And um, I think they do well. Um, the only bad part about them, I think they have the most boring jerseys I think I've ever seen. Um, but other than that, they are a very good program, um, doing well in that in South Dakota. So, good pick, Coach. I like it. All right, Tim, round wow. us out here. Uh, number five. We got a list of about ten programs. So, well. I guess I get number five pick, but honestly, I feel like I got number three in the draft uh, because I feel like one of these uh, programs. The value. One of these, yeah, one of these programs that we uh, play against uh, is uh, you guys underestimated. So, I'm, I'm going with Sacred Hoops out of South Dakota. Uh, talk to you know Alan Bertrand, I think it is Alan Bertrand. Yep. And he's got a great program that pretty much covers the whole state of South Dakota. And they run some very nice uh, teams on the East, West, Central, uh, boys and girls. Uh, they're heavy into skill development, uh, as you know, as we are. And so uh, that program, I think, is, is just up and coming. I think they're only three years in or maybe two years in. And so oh, – yeah. They have, they have some very nice, uh, very nice teams and some very talented teams. And I think they run, uh, you know, the national, the regional teams on, on, on that order also. So that is my, that is my pick. I feel like it was, like I said, it was a value pick. So thank you guys for leaving them. Obviously, I think maybe some of you guys forgot them, but uh, I haven't forgot about them. Okay. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, it was good to elaborate um, a little bit on some of the, the uh, different programs that we typically see and that brings us into our next top five here and it's going to be top five players uh, that we have played against and these will probably be a little more recent as we went to some tougher tournaments in the last year or two um, so we're starting to see a little a little more of that oh top level talent if you will in the state but coach Craven you are up first don't mess it up yeah, uh, with my number one choice, I'm going to have to go with Hunter Salas. My 16U team uh, played against him last summer at River Cities. Uh, we lost by 18, so we, we played a good game, but he was just dominant. He was another level. Uh, when he got out in transition, he elevated above the rim. Everything was up there. He was hitting pull-ups, tough shots. You know, we tried to make it as tough on him as possible because we knew how good he was, and he just did a really good job. And as you can see – you know, during the state tournament and all the hype he was getting and playing in the uh, that tournament out in Grand Island, the Heartland Hoops Classic, he, he's just a really good player, and he's going to go to a big-time Power 5 school. So, Definitely, most definitely. I agree with that. I good. agree with that. Yeah, it'll be fun to see him uh, develop into a senior year because he's, he's a junior, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be fun to see his senior year progress and – where he ends up going, it's going to be kind of fun. So, okay, I have the second pick here. I love watching Chucky play. Chucky Hepburn from Bellevue West. And obviously, 
he's committed to Wisconsin, hashtag on Wisconsin. Power five commit, I mean, how can I go wrong with this pick? Uh, he's a great point guard. Uh, watching that <clears throat> state championship game. Yeah, is Chucky a senior or a senior? He's a junior. He's a junior also. Okay. Um, just watching him play that game, I mean, it was it was uh, impressive to me because I didn't feel like he scored a lot, but I felt like he did a lot. And I don't know his stats or anything. Um, I wasn't paying, you know, that close attention to watch stats for that game. But um, but then, you know, we played him last summer, uh, Team Factory 16U team against our Norfolk Black 16U team. And we got smoked. Um, great competition. Um, I think I might have said this on the podcast, but I looked to a couple of our players on the bench. I said, you, he's really not doing that much. I, I don't understand what the hype is. And as I said that, finished my sentence, he crossed over one of our players, stepped back, cashed a three from like the volleyball line. And then I just kind of sat down and, and didn't say much the rest of the game. Uh, but yeah, so that's an easy pick for me. Uh, Coach Krill, you got the number three pick. Well, um, just my experience with B-League, I've had a lot of the younger teams so I'm just trying to remember some younger guys that are grown to be pretty good now. And one that comes to my mind at the time, I didn't know who he was. Um, Cam Binder uh, from Auburn. Um, <laughs> that's probably like the only one I can think of that I've coached against. Cause a lot of these guys are older that I don't really remember coaching against at all. Um, but I remember he was playing for uh, what they call it. Mission Valley Mustang. Something Mission like that. Yeah. Something. And, Yep. He was coach, He was coaching, and I had uh, – it would have been eighth grade. I would have had, like, Grayson, Schulte, and Dawson and Watts that year, eighth grade blacks. Um, played them at Bellevue West and uh, beat them. So, that was kind of crazy. But, yeah, he was very good. Didn't know anything about him, and he's probably scored 75% of their points that game. So, that was the only one I can really think of right now. I know there's some players that I've seen that are <laughs> way above him. Um, one that comes to mind just committed would be Latrell Whiteshell Jr. from Central. I've seen him play for OSA and just take over a couple games. Um, that just by watching, um, just his name pops up. But, yeah, D1 commit just the other day. So, I'll stay Fullerton. Yep. All right, Coach. I'll kind of Coach Krill on this is that the player I'm going to pick is, is a player that I personally didn't coach a team that played against him, but – uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I believe it's Max Muro from uh, Miller North uh, Team Factory. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. It's not, but that kid can just, he just, just watching him play. He's uh, long and, and looks like he knows, understands the game and runs the floor really well. And, and I believe he signed with uh, Stanford, I believe. And, yeah. and very good, be very good, very good uh, basketball player. So, that's my, that's my pick right there. So that's all I got. All right, Craven. What's next on your draft board? All right. Um, I'm going to have to go with a guy that I actually coached against as well. I was in the same game. Uh, Tucker DeVries. He's uh, head coach uh, head coach of Drake's son. He played on the same OSA team as Hunter Thales that beat us. Uh He's like 6'6 six, six to 6'7. Six, he was shooting threes from the spike line. Um, he was a real definition of a stretch four. Probably going to play that in college. Uh, looks like he has Drake and in Iowa interests. He was really good, really talented. Those two 
were the next level even above the rest of their teammates. So that, that he really stood out to me. He was tough for us to defend. That was Team Factory? No, that was OSA's uh, gauntlet. Oh, right. 16. Right. Okay. Nice. Some other players uh, out there, uh, a couple other ones. Justin Bubak, um, he played for Supreme. I actually coached against him uh, again when I played or when I coached against a Lincoln Christian team. Um, and he did everything for him. Um, another one, Jaden Booth, uh, UNO commit, played on the gauntlet team. When our top uh, black 17U team last year played the gauntlet team, 17U gauntlet team, I think he hit seriously like eight or nine threes right off the bat. And we got down like 28 or 29 to like four. <laughs> and I sat down and said, Coach Schultz, what the heck is going on? Or like, I mean, I knew they're obviously going to be more talented and, and than us, but he goes, yeah, you see that kid, number whatever? He said, like, eight threes. I go, oh, okay, sounds good. <laughs> and really, from there, we were pretty competitive. But that first uh, five-minute stretch, uh, apparently we didn't put a hand up. So so it'll be fun, um, you know, as we go in the future. Uh, we hit – last year was the first time we played that River Cities tournament. And that was where we saw a lot of these players. So if we continue to play that, um, hopefully we can get a glimpse of some of the best talent in the state, um, you know, and, and elsewhere too. Nice. I like it. Okay. We're going to move on to our next one here. Top five memorable games. So uh, I don't know if this is necessarily um, as a program, but we'll just go um, as uh, a coach. Um, I'll get two picks here. Um, and so my number one most memorable game I was coaching um, Matthew Becker was playing up with kind of our second junior team. I think he was just a sophomore then. Had some other younger kids playing up. Tyler Wilson was one of them. A um, couple Wayne boys, Ryan Jackson, uh, Bo Bowers, and a couple Ponca boys, Max Mason, Connor Day. And so we were, we were okay. We competed really well, you know, with, with uh, a lot of the games that we played. And we get to – Sunday morning, and we got to win this game to get to the championship. We come out and play like a bunch of turds. You know, I think it was an 8 a.m. game. We play like a bunch of turds. We're down – we got down 18 with about eight minutes left. And I called a timeout and said, okay, boys, it's it's one possession at a time. It's now or never. And we keep fighting in, fighting in, and we hit a layup with about four seconds left to tie. And then overtime is sudden death, and we score the first bucket. And so it was fun. We hit some big shots, but it, it was it was just a fun game. Those those games are the best when you uh, get down because you know it's it's good learning lessons and as a coach, uh, going okay, you want to come to work and be a turd, then uh, um, you know figure out how to how to get back to work. So, uh, Coach Krill, you're you're the uh, second pick, I guess, if you will, in most memorable games. Uh, I got a couple. The first one that comes to my mind um, is I'm trying to think what year was it? Yeah, I was coaching. Might have been two years ago. I was coaching one of the freshman 15U teams, and we were playing that against Wallman's freshman team from Fremont. We played, and that was probably the fourth, fifth time we played them that summer. And in the past previous games, they weren't haven't been very close. And it was the last game of the tournament of the whole summer, last game ever. 
Um, so our kids come out and exactly think we beat this team four times already. Here it goes again. Blah, blah, blah. Wallman's fired up, has his guys fired up, of course, because he's a dog. But he's yeah, they, double G. He is. Uh, <laughs> they come out, um, and it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we're losing. They pull up by like 13 on us. We catch back up. It's tied. Um, the ref did not like Wallman very much. I don't think Wallman was doing much to deserve what he got. Um, and I don't know if the ref didn't know that Fremont and Norfolk were basically the same program because he kept the ref kept complaining to me about Wallman acting like I wasn't going to go tell Wallman <laughs> whatever the ref was going to say. Uh, I came down, ended up coming down to the last um, second shot, and my boy Daydon Taylor wide open the corner, hit it right at the buzzer. So we, ended, we ended the summer on a pretty good note, but I just remember um, a parent from Fremont, which did not like uh, the way the ref was handling Wallman. That really sticks into my mind. I remember that. Um, they showed me a guy Wallman was. Is he's got the, the parents like him. and um, So I remember that game. And the next one, just a quickly, was Abram Schulten's uh, game winner last year, for sure. That was a big game because it was kind of against a team that was kind of around the area, so – those, yeah. those always make those always make it fun, and I'm not going to tell what play we ran because I don't want Schulte to get a big old smile. But it actually worked, and he hit the shot. Good play. Man, good play. It's good the one play. play I got, baby. <laughs> <laughs> was that in Sioux Falls with Wallman? No, that was in Omaha. Yeah, okay. that was fun. Nice. I like it, Coach Bittner. You got next uh, next choice here. Yeah, I don't know if I like this top five or not. To me, all the games are memorable. But one does come to mind. It's probably been our second year uh, in our program. We had a very nice senior team uh, with some probably had three or four or five All-State players on it. And we played, you know, round robin. We played the Lincoln Supreme team, I guess, back in 2016, probably the summer of 2016. And the, the guys came. It was a morning game. And you find that during the summer, you know, trying to motivate kids and our boys thought they were really, really uh, special. I think three of the guys on that team coach for us now, uh, or did coach for us last summer. Uh, but this come out and stunk it up in the morning, nine o'clock game or ten o'clock game, whatever it was, doesn't matter. They still stunk it up. And then we, you know, took care of business the, the rest of the next day and a half, and we ended up playing that team again in the championship game. And and I don't think I think you were there, Mitchell, but uh, it was a uh, it was for the for the championship, and I don't know if it was the last tournament of the year. It might have been, but yeah, it was. It was because had a little chip on their shoulder, and you know, competitiveness uh, kicked in, and it was a it was a kind of a chippy game, if I remember right. And I don't know if it went to overtime. It might have went to overtime, and and I think it did. Winning that uh, winning that game, so it was good. Uh, I'll give it credit to my assistant coaches, uh, Coach Krill, and. And probably Coach Schultz were on my bench. And so, I, uh, as you know, I don't like coaching games. I just like doing the skill development part of it. So, And then there was another game uh, that we talked about. Uh, this had been two years ago. Uh, another another nice team. Uh, and I credit this win to Coach, uh, Coach Gade because I don't like playing zone defense. But the only way we were going to compete with this team because it was a very athletic team out of uh, Denver, I believe. Colorado yeah. Bulls or something like that. And we had them in the championship game. And uh, we had – there's some college basketball players on that, college uh, Division One football player on that. I credit uh, Coach Gade for that. Uh, 
you know, we went to a two, three defense because there was no way we'd have got ran into the gym playing man on these guys. And not that we played that bad of man to man defense. It was just, these guys were so quick that there's no way we could have competed. So uh, that was a very good game. And that's, one of my second uh, most memorable games, but and that was like the last game. Once again, that was the last game of the of the season, and and of course, those always here. people when you got to say say goodbye to those guys and and uh, turn them loose back to their high school teams and coaches, and and so they can enjoy the rest of summer. But those are two of my best right there. So you're the best, coach. All right, Coach Craven, you're up. My number one choice for memorable game was last summer. We uh, were playing in one of those tournaments that wasn't River Cities. We had six teams in our pool. We had beat three of them. All three had killed this team that we were about to play. My guys didn't come out with the attitude right away to stomp on them. Um, they just kind of moseyed through the game. They were playing a 2-3. We couldn't make anything. We didn't have any defensive intensity. And we got down, down big, came back, and uh, had the final possession. It was a tie ball game. Ran a play against the 2-3, and Carson Sander banged down a three big time in the left corner uh, right in front of our bench. It was, it was huge. Honestly, I still get goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps saying it right now. So, it, there's a video of it and everything. It was, it was sweet. Uh, helped us win the tournament. Shout out John Russell for that video. That was literally could have been more perfect. Everyone else did two, so I'm going to do two. And I have to do two. Um, the first year in Sioux Falls – with my Spencer Hamilton team, uh, we're down big again on a big comeback. The dude hits three threes in a row, straight possessions, in the middle of the second half. And to end the game, he hits a 15-footer to tie it, and we get a drop, another play. We drop a play, bangs down a three to win it. So, Spencer, big shot, Hamilton. I Very love true. it. I love it. That Carson Sanders shot was a huge shot. That won you the tournament, too. Absolutely, it did. Yep. Shout out, Carson. That was an awesome shot. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to hit my last one here. I'm going to be uh, quick. I think I just have to mention it, and I've mentioned it on uh, the podcast before. Coached for uh, Coach Schultz's junior team last summer when he was gone uh, for a weekend, and we ended up winning the SummerSlam uh, tournament at the Pentagon, and we got to play on the NBA floor um, where the G League plays, and so – that was super fun. It was a really good game. Obviously, the atmosphere was really cool, but um, it was a back-and-forth game, and then uh, we got up like six, eight points and just kind of kept it going and finished strong and um, really, really cool moment. So that kind of wraps it up for me. But, okay, let's get into the next top five here. Coach Krill, you got the number one pick. Don't screw it up. All right, here we go. La uh, second to last uh, top five is what we're going to do is just label off five coaches in our program um, that have coached for us. If we do have a season, we'll have a, quite a few coaches uh, joining our staff, which is awesome. So, um, Coach Krill, you got number one pick. I don't want anybody to get hurt here. Their feelings hurt, a.k.a. No hard feelings. Okay, no, no, we're good. We're that, good. Was, that was just directed at Mitchell, guys. We know, we know this. There's um, no way I'm in the top five. Okay, fair enough. Uh, for myself, and just because what I've gone through and my student teaching experience kind of plays into this, I would probably pick Coach Schultz, Todd Schultz, um, just because I've been underneath him the longest, and I thought I've learned a lot from him because when you're with a coach for a whole season, you do pick up on some things. And uh, probably the number one thing that I take from Todd is just his 
demeanor when he's coaching. He's very calm, um, but he knows when to flip the switch to get on his guys when he knows they need the extra push. Um, but he's just also very calm. Um, when someone makes a negative play, uh, he knows if he can either yell at that player or if he has to find a different approach to get them motivated to play better. Um, so he'd probably be my number one pick. Um, and he's been pretty successful in Osmond. Uh, was a state runner-up and been to state three years in a row, which is pretty nice. So that would be my number one pick. Great pick. Thank you. Everybody knows I'm a home, uh, Osmond hometown boy. I think he turned that program around and then some. He's obviously had some great classes and stuff. He got him to the next level, in my opinion. So, uh, Coach Bittner, you got the second pick. And remember, wow. this is a draft. Well, I know, but I'm not counting as a draft because it's a podcast, and I'm going to say what I want. Okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tim. All right. All right, let's get it, Coach. Here's my – Here's I have two 1A coaches, Okay. I've got Todd and Frank as my 1A coaches, both high school head coaches. Both have been to state tournaments. Both have been very successful, okay? So those are my two 1A coaches. Great job. Love the guys, okay? My third coach is Coach Krill. New coach, head coach at Madison High School. Done a great job with the girls. Really impressed. Big things ahead for the Madison girls. I, I think the world of it. Okay, my 4A, 4A, which would be my four and five. There's no order. Tyler Craven, Jake Sheep. Okay, those two guys right there are phenomenal young coaches, both assistant coaches this year for high school programs. I believe Jake is the, uh, got the head coach job at uh, Logan View. Uh, it's going to be great success right there. Uh, Tyler Craven, you know, is Obviously, he's on the podcast. Uh, it's going to be another great, successful young coach. Honestly, you know, all three of these coaches or all five of these coaches, we will see them at the state tournaments uh, every year, year in, year out. Uh, they know how to develop kids. So glad to have all five of those coaches on board with us. Uh, amazing, amazing job every year for us. And I'll just end it with that. Uh, Mike drop. Yeah, kind of speechless here. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, I guess uh, great job, Coach. You just finished out the top five for us. So uh, <laughs> me and Tyler will just forego our picks and we'll carry into the next one. But but I do agree with your assessment. I think it's spot on. We've got four last year. We had now four head coaches. Soon at some point we'll be five with Tyler, I'm sure. I think you're spot on. So – Thanks for screwing up the draft order. Um, we've, we've determined that you could never be the GM of a professional sports team. Um, but then, hey, we realize that you just want to skill train, so we're good. <laughs> that brings us into maybe the toughest one, our fifth one, and that's going to be top five players that graduated th uh, and, and went through our program. And so we tried to narrow it down a little bit and said, hey, they played for us going into their senior year. Um, we've got a long list of, of potential draft picks. Um, hopefully, Coach Bittner doesn't just rattle them all off because that kind of screwed up again. But the first pick, Tim, you're the first pick. So you get one pick, okay? You get one pick. All right. I want you to elaborate. I want you to elaborate a little bit. Uh, I listed some stats. Read from your paper. Let us know who your number one pick is, buddy. Well, once again, this is a, it's a 
one that this wouldn't have been my format if I would have uh, designed a podcast was to pick <laughs> top five of whatever. So obviously now I've got to pick one pick from all the players that have been through our program. And I will tell you right now, on your long list, Mitchell, I've taken out three of them uh, because three of them have coached for us. And honestly, they were all outstanding players, all state players, very decent players. But I'm taking them out of the list because they are coaches. Obviously, this is a no brainer. Uh, I got to go with this guy. He's the second player in the state of Nebraska to have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds. Uh, Kid's got great character, won a state title his senior year, played for us two years. Uh, just love, you know, love his personality. Uh, not a show voter by no means at all, just too laid back. Uh, Noah Shutt from Laurel Concord. Uh, that's who I'm drafting right there. And I think that's a pretty good, pretty good player to start with if uh, I'm uh, drafting the team. That's who I'm going with as my uh, top player to go through our program. All right, Coach, that's a good pick. I like it. Coach Craven, you're up with the number two pick. Real excited to hear this. Who's your Who's your pick? Well, it's it's very hard for me to make a pick here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make two. Okay. <laughs> My second draft choice in the full draft of the sheet is Matthew Becker. Um, I didn't really get a chance to know him great because it was my first year when he was a senior. But watching him play a couple of times, I just love the fact that he was such a dog. Um, he single-handedly won some games. He battled. He drove the paint trying to dunk on people, and he'd get fouled and hammered. You know, it reminds me of, like, watching when Jordan gets na nailed by the Pistons. Like, he just attacks, attacks, attacks. It was sick. Matthew is currently playing college basketball at Mount Marty. Um, had some uh, injury issues this, this year. I'm hoping that he gets uh, back to full health and, and excited to see what he can do in the G-Pack. So, great pick, Coach. I like it. Um, okay, that brings me I'm, – I'm pick three here. I don't care what Coach Bittner says because he doesn't know how to follow the rules anyways. I think the <laughs> third best player to play in our program is Tyson Bielitz from Neely Oakdale. He coaches for us. He's like a little brother to me now. But as a senior, he had nine, averaged 19 points a game, four and a half assists, six and a half rebounds. Uh, they, they made it to the state championship to make it there. I don't think Neely had ever made it there before. Um, he had 15 – 1,526 total points, and he's the career assist leader at Neely Oakdale. It's an easy choice for me, Coach. It's an easy choice. Also, a.k.a. Mr. Intermural at Wayne State, too, just throwing that out there, just letting you guys know. He is an intramural legend, though, isn't he, Coach? Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, think, I think Tyson's a great player. I just made the rules that I wasn't going to pick a player that was on our coaching staff. So, All right, Coach Crilly, you got – the fourth pick in the draft in the 2020 draft. All right. Well, I feel like this is pretty easy. Um, I'm going with King Timberman, Osmond. Like I said, going back to Osmond, I seen him a whole year, and he I don't think he was 100% healthy his junior year, just coming off ACL and looked kind of out of shape, and you could really see the difference he was this year. Um, just He's a dog, man. He shows up for every game, no matter who you're playing. Um, their competition bigger. I mean, he shows up in big time games. Um, just going back to the state finals last year, um, we're nowhere near close in the first half. If he doesn't hit, I think he knocked down four, three or four threes in that first half. Yep. And they were leaving him open, and he just said, "All right, 
and big stage and knocked him down. And he really kept us in that game for a while. And um, I know he was their number one option this year. And uh, a lot of teams tried to stop him. They couldn't. And uh, he just said, I always message him after games and still talk to him. And I tell, always tell him I taught him everything he knows. And he kind of knows that. So that's good. Uh, but no, <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'm going with Keaton. Um, I think as a sophomore, that was their first year at state, and then they went three years in a row. Show, shows um, what type of player he can be, and the leadership he had this year was pretty cool to watch. So I'll take Big Dog at number four. Yeah, I, that's that's a good pick. Uh, once again, like you you touched on that he tore an ACL or MCL, uh, jumping a hurdle. He's going into his junior year, and otherwise, I, I believe he was an All-State player as a sophomore. I believe second team or Second yeah, team so. all-state player, I believe. So uh, he would have had the possibility to be all-state uh, three years in a row because he's he's uh, very talented, and I don't know where he's taking his his uh, his talents to the next level, or if he is or not. I haven't heard. Uh, but yeah, that's a good pick, Krill. I'll give you that. Good pick. Yeah, it, uh, ended his career with fourteen hundred and forty-three points and seven hundred and seventy-seven rebounds. State runner-up, three three-time state qualifier, averaged 18, 18 and eight rebounds. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah, very nice, very nice, done, Keaton. All right, Tim, you got one last pick. Who rounds out your top five? With the fifth pick of the Nebraska D League draft, I am taking Isaac Riefenrath out of Laurel Concord. Okay, he. Uh, could shoot lights out, understood the game really well. Uh, wish we could have had him for three or four years. Kid, super talented, great team player, great guy. Going to be very successful in, uh, uh, in whatever he does going forward. But uh, he's my uh, – he'd be my fifth pick, and we put that team together. Uh, we're going to be very competitive uh, going forward. So I'll, I'll end with that. How's that? It's a good pick. It's a good pick. Uh, as a senior, averaged 20.6 points a game, five assists, five rebounds, four steals, 1,228 total points in his career. I think he had back-to-back games with eight threes. He's a, he's a D-O-double-G. He can shoot it. So, any other comments from the popcorn section? No. Like you said, he's a dog. <clears throat> I've seen him hit a game winner in the summer. Uh Hasn't didn't hit a shot all game. Literally did not hit a shot. Steps right into it. I mean, it was a good five feet beyond the arc, and bang, knocked it down. It was about four minutes after Matthew Matthew Becker dunked in transition on. Great job. I think we uh, would be remiss if we left off Coach Logan Nordhues. He had really a remarkable career. Honestly, he averaged eighteen eight. 18 and 8 his senior year, had 1,394 career points, 665 rebounds, was a state champion, and also fourth place his senior year. Um, he probably got bumped, I don't know, because he's a coach for us, because that's Coach Bittner's rules. But <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's right up there. We miss you, Logan. Some other notable, uh, notable alum, if you will, uh, Blake Hoke from Clearwater Orchard averaged uh, 18 and 7 his senior year. Not sure how many career points, but I think he was uh, well over 1,000 on that. Justin Appleby uh, from O'Neill, 20 points per game, six rebounds, uh, 
four assists his uh, senior year, state qualifier also. Uh, Max Mason and Connor Day, they kind of go hand in hand, honestly. Uh, both two-time state champions with Ponca. Um, both also went on to play at Doan. Um, Grant Rogge averaged 12 and 8 as a senior. Um, currently will be a senior at Concordia and plays for their ba their men's basketball team. Um, real athletic. Uh, and then also Coach Slaughter, Kobe Slaughter from GACC, uh, 14 and 6 his senior year. And if, if you guys remember, I think there were 12 and 14. Yeah, 18. Going, in, going into state and then ended up getting state runner-up um, as the eight seed, right, Coach Crow? Yeah, eight seed, eight seed, yes, sir. So played super tough schedule, ended up being class D1, made, a, made an awesome run, and Kobe was a huge part of that. So that was fun, guys. It was great fun, coaches. It was great uh, fun. I like, uh, I like that. That was fun. I, I know it's not the draft order or the draft, whatever you guys were uh, – whatever you drew up, Mitchell, but I'd like to give another shout-out to uh, a couple players um, that started – helped start Nebraska D-League. And and one player who was his was with us for all five years. So the, the first player I want to mention is uh, Cole Wimhoff from uh, Humphrey St. Francis. You, you guys are younger, so you guys talk dogs and stuff like that. But Cole Wimhoff was the ultimate dog. I mean, yeah. he just, yeah. you know, he was with us for two years and just, you know, he had great success at uh, Humphrey St. Francis. Love that kid. Uh, he's just, you know, one of the hardest working, uh, you know, dudes that I've ever got to, to coach. And so shout out to him. Uh, the second player I want to call is, uh, Shea Morton from Hardington, Newcastle. Uh, it's kind of a funny story. His dad lied on his uh, entry fee or his <laughs> registration fee because he was too young. Uh, so he played a great first year. first year. And, and then has, has played for us every year since. Uh, had a great career at Hardington, Newcastle. Uh, great family. Great young man. And, and there's going to be great success for him in whatever he decides to do. Uh, after uh, high school. Any other players you want to shout out, Coach, since you make your own rules? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good with those last two. I will finish with this. I look uh, forward to uh, hopefully having something in June, July, maybe May. Uh, we'll see how this thing goes. Uh, obviously, as, as you guys know, uh, my plan was to retire at the end of May. Well, obviously – uh, I was supposed to be out in Vegas right now for five weeks, uh, helping with NBA pre-draft guys. Uh, obviously, that's not going to happen. So, uh, don't know if retirement's going to happen now in uh, at the end of May or not. But uh, let's uh, cross our fingers and hope gyms get open uh, the first of June. And look forward to seeing everybody. Uh, I will say this: if uh, if one of your coaches, whether it be a high school coach, assistant coach. Uh, one of your D-League coaches uh, told you guys to uh, uh, work on your shooting form. Or if you need some tips, give me a call, email me. Uh, but this is a great time right now with no games being played to uh, fix that uh, little hitch you have, flying elbow, uh, not following through, not locking your elbow, not locking your wrist. Uh, it's a great time to be fixing those things right now because you ain't going to be playing a game for at least another month. So – uh, get out on the driveway, 
uh, work on that shooting form and get that perfected. So uh, next fall, uh, you're going to be able to make a lot of shots. So I will leave you at that, and I'm out. Thank you, Mitch. All right, Coach Bender, I love it. I love it. Coach Krill, you got any send-off words? Uh, nothing, not much. Stay safe. Keep working hard. Do what you got to do. Um, just hopefully we all can get back in the gym together. That's what we all miss. So. For sure. Coach Craven, what you got, brother? We miss you guys. We can't wait to get back in the gym with you. Like Coach Bender said, if you need anything, if you need drills, if you need tips, you need workouts, contact us and we will help you as best we can. Hope to see you guys in June and July. Perfect. All right. Sounds good, boys. Hey, this was fun. Uh, I hope you guys all stay safe as far as you three coaches that are with me and everybody that's out there. Um, like the rest of the guys said, I have – I'm optimistic. I'm not pessimistic. So I'm, I'm going to see you guys in June. I'm going to just plan on that until somebody tells me otherwise. But as soon as we know more and we can get in a gym, we can get our tryouts and our teams going, we will. So stay tuned. Um, other than that, we'll, we'll be back, maybe get some other younger coaches on the podcast and uh, kind of interview them, stuff like that. Um, but it's, this was fun. I hope everybody, as Coach Krill said, stays safe, stays healthy. We will talk to you guys soon. D-League out. It's been a long day without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again When I see you again